1: Welcome back, everyone, to Conversations Live. I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Glad you all could join us once again. But for our radio audience tuning in at WYAD, 94.1 FM, and WYADonline.com, we're glad that you all can be with us. Also, tuning in to our online affiliates around the world, we're glad that you all can join us as well. Well, as we think about the time of year that we're in, of course, a lot of kids are getting out of school, a lot of people are preparing for the summer, but education is definitely top of mind for so many. And one of the things that's being celebrated in June is national higher education. that's coming up this year on June 6th. This holds a special significance for our next guest on the foundation that she's been able to help build and grow. We're excited to welcome Dr. Margaret J. Benedict to our progress today. She is the founder of the Matthew Gaffney Foundation. We're gonna talk to her not only about the work she's been able to do with the foundation, but also why it's been so important for her, especially uh, over the past decade, to be able to make a difference in the lives of others and to be able to help them be able to reach their highest potential. If you all are not following the foundation, we will let you know, to find more information about it. Dr. Benedict, thank you so much for the time. I really do appreciate it.
0: Oh, thank you for having me, Cyrus. Truly a
1: pleasure. So, well, the pleasure is definitely all mine. When our mutual friend, uh, Makita Smith, told me about you and the work you were doing, I knew you were someone I wanted to talk to. This is one of those topics that, uh, that always uh, makes me smile, Dr. Benedict, because... For one thing, you're being able to see a need, but also doing something through the Gaffney Foundation to be able to feel that need. I want to talk about that. We're going to get more into the significance of National Higher Education Day in a bit, but I want to talk about what that's been like for you personally to be able to know the difference the uh, Matthew Gaffney Foundation is making in the lives of others.
0: Well, I was drawn to the fact when I was teaching in college, I was drawn to the fact that 86% of first generation students, those are students whose parents did not go to college and, the, and are, were attending college eighty six percent of those students did not graduate, and I was teaching at a large university where all most of the money was going to the athletes and I said to myself why don't why don't those students graduate?" And there were so many kids in my class that were struggling to get the money to continue. That I decided I would go home and start this foundation and put the money in the hands of the kids who are going to graduate so they can graduate. And that's how it all started. I wanted to reach out to bright, motivated first-generation kids, help them get into the colleges that would cover their designated need 100% with grants. That's what makes it possible. I'm just a and, facilitator.
1: <laughs> yeah. I well, just, and, and just but, just but it it's a base big- together. Yeah, but it's a big thing that you've been able to facilitate, Dr. Benedict. I think that's the thing. I was really, when I was prepping for your segment, the thing that got me was, of course, I wanted to find out more information about the foundation, especially, of course, it being named the Matthew Gaffney Foundation. I wanted to know more about Matthew Gaffney, who happens to be your father as well. He also was someone who was instrumental in making a difference in the lives of others and wanting to see others excel. How did watching him, how did that impact you?
0: Well, he was, he was the second Matthew Gaffney in my family that was into education. His uncle, Matthew Gaffney, uh, started the ed- Department of Education at Harvard, the graduate program. And so the, I was surrounded by two men, not only with the same name, but two men who cared about uh, education. And this was education after World War II, and they talked about high school for everybody. And then they went on to talk about how do we get uh the first generation students involved in college. And I listened to these conversations and it was and I was inspired.
1: Yeah. And and that inspiration though moved you to action. And this is what I always have found interesting and I think I hope our audience gets this as well, because I think we all have someone, sometimes it's a family member, sometimes it's for myself it was, I was sharing with you before we went live here my grandmother was very instrumental for me in the family but I also had extraordinary educators who helped me. I grew up with a speech impediment Dr. Benedict and I had a teacher literally day mm-hmm. after school to help me uh, to be able to, to master my speech impediment and so I love the fact that there are so many people who are able to be light. What has that been like for you now in your own right to be a light to others and to show others what's possible for them?
0: Well, this is just way too much fun. <laughs> What's fun is when they get into school and they know they can actually go because they can afford it. And then I go down and I visit them, at Lehigh University, University of Pennsylvania. We have five, six kids there already. And when I go down to see them and we have lunch together and I bring down new juniors and seniors to visit the school. I see kids who are so happy. They fit in, they look great, they they look fabulous. They're very happy. And one girl up at Dartmouth, I said to Izzy, Izzy, I've never seen you so happy. And she said, Doctor B, that's what they call me. Every day I get up and I don't have to worry about money. And that's the deal. She's free. They travel abroad they go to graduate school. We have doctors. Now we have lawyers. We have um, students that are in the financial industry. They're everywhere. And we're beginning to reach out to our alumni to start having them open doors for our students in college to go for internships at their companies so the circle can be completed.
1: And to that point, um, Dr. Benedict, one of the things I noticed on the website, we're going to remind our audience of it, but it's gaffneyfoundation.com, is that you have, I mean, the individuals who've been able to benefit from the foundation are also paying it forward as well. What has that been like for you to see, how they want to make sure that they, just like the foundation was able to make a difference in their lives and make their goals and dreams a reality, that now they're helping to do the same for others? What has that been like for you to see?
0: That's great. That's a deal. That's the whole deal, to reach out, go beyond yourself, realize that you can affect change in your own community, your own family. That's how we get people out of poverty. That's how we change things, one at a time. And they do. They go home. We have one student who graduated from Connecticut College. She has a degree in accounting, and she went home. She said to her parents, go back to Honduras, I will take care of you, I will send you money, and they did, and she is living in Norwalk and she's working at Sikorsky and she's taking care of her family.
1: This is is important work, Dr. Benedict. It is not easy work. Uh, There is a lot of effort that goes into it. Of course, there's a lot of noise that's in the world right now. Talk to us, though, about the support, because that's another thing that fascinated me, about the support you've been able to garner and also those who are looking for ways that they can help. What has that been like for you to know that you're not alone in this work that you're doing with the foundation?
0: Well, uh, we do have a lot of financial support uh, from wonderful individuals and if that has made this happen without their support we wouldn't have anything but we do have high school guidance counselors who support us and they uh, recommend students to us then we put them through an application process and then we we can select the students that we think um will work in the program it's a hard it's a tough program it, this isn't a magic show. It's really hard work. And this community, particularly Norwalk, they have supported us tremendously. They believe in us. They've started programs in their own schools to help to reach out to this population and to groom their kids to those first generation kids to get ready for college. And that's wonderful. That's just good stuff
1: it is good stuff and i think it's a, again it goes to show what is possible but also reminding other people what they're able to do and i think too the other thing dr benedict that i noticed when when i was prepping for this is that you're you're able to help so that they don't have the financial worries, but the work is still their own to do. I wanna talk about that Mm -hmm. for a second because I think it's important that people understand this. this is not just something that is given. It is something that does help them though in being able to do what they want to be able to do because they are doing the work. Talk to us about those conversations, what that's been like for you to really show, I mean, to others, especially those who, who you know, have benefited from the foundation, the fact that they have a part to play in this as well when it comes to making sure they're investing the time and energy in themselves.
0: We have been fortunate enough to find the schools that not only help these students financially, but they also provide a very strong system that works uh, with these students, so when they arrive on campus, uh, Williams, for instance, uh, a wonderful school, we we have a student there every year, and I sat down with them and I said, How do you? What do you do? How do you prepare these students? How can they survive in this enormously intellectual community with kids from the finest private schools in the United States? And they said, We embrace them. We want to hear their voices. We want to hear their story. Each student has their own advisor, their own, they can dial up their, uh, a person, a social worker, a psychologist, 24 hours a day to talk about issues that they're going through. So they have that emotional support. They have the intellectual support of um, the writing center, the math center that they can go to. get a boost up. At Bowdoin College, they even have their own librarian because many kids from from public schools don't even have to write term papers anymore. So sending them off to a Williams is risky. But at Bowdoin, you go to your library and she shows you how to do research and how to put a paper together. So these schools that have the money are investing in these kids and giving them the tools for success. But to your point, we have to choose the student who can take that road and really work to catch up with those you know, equally smart kids that have had a little more intense education. And, and right. they make it, that's why they make it. We've got 99% of our students graduate from college.
1: What an amazing statistic, and I think it says a whole lot not only about the work that they're putting in, but also, of course, the support they're getting as well. I want to say for those who are just tuning in, either on the radio side or online, you're listening to Conversations Live, we're speaking today with Dr. Margaret J. Benedict. She is the founder of the Matthew Gaffney Foundation. We're talking with her not only about the work at the foundation, but coming up soon is National Higher Education Day coming up this year on June 6th. Uh, we're talking about, of course, the special significance of the that for the work that that the the foundation is doing, but also we're going to let you all know how you can be a part of this as well. You know, you know, one of the things that we hear a lot, Dr. Benedict, is that it does take a village, right? And so I notice, of course, when people go to the website, there is an opportunity, even though you have the support, there's an opportunity for us as the community, as the as the public, to show our support as well. Talk to us about that because I love the fact that you're able to talk about different ways that people can do it, um, and you know, there are different options, but they can also be able to give whatever they can. What do you want our audience to know, though, about the role they can play in investing in the future of someone else?
0: Well, we would love to expand. We have 12, 14 kids a year. We would love, and we are basically Stanford, Norwalk, some from Greenwich. Um, we would like to take over all of Fairfield County. We would like minimum twenty, and just keep growing and reach out to Bridgeport and other city schools, so we can help those kids, too. And that's our goal. If we can do that, we could we could start a program that you could take and put in Ohio and and follow what we did, and you could it could be matched all over the United States, and it works. There are many programs like this that cannot say we have a 99% graduation rate from college. They can say we put people into college, but they don't know if they graduated. And the point is, ours graduate with very little debt. And so they're able to go on to graduate school and live their dream and become what they want to. It's just been a wonderful Experience for for our community.
1: And, and the, I want to talk about though the especially over the past three years because the world has faces challenges. How has the foundation mm-hmm. kind of weathered those challenges, Doctor Benedict? I think it's important for audience to know that. How were you impacted during the pandemic, and what's it been like for you to see now on the other side? Uh, how the support continues.
0: Well. The pandemic—we're just beginning to see the effect that this has had on our kids. And they didn't grow socially because they couldn't read faces. They they lived in their rooms, and some of the students that we worked with didn't leave their houses at all, and except dad would go down and pick up the, the free lunch at school and bring it back. But they were basically stuck inside, so they didn't grow. But they and. Uh, uh, emotionally so getting them ready for college became even Mm -hmm. more difficult we started a program with outward bound um, three years ago two years ago two years ago and that has been wonderful they go to Maine they bond they learn that they can you know survive in the wilderness and that has been terrific for them They they come home. They realize they can leave home. That mom's going to survive without them. And they go. And this is the step forward for college. And that's been wonderful. Another thing that every student in our program knows that the younger generation, because of COVID, missed a lot of school. And if your parents didn't speak English, you did not learn math. You did not learn reading. And so every each one of them is helping younger kids with their math and their reading so they can catch up It's either on an individual basis or in a group basis. Um, So that's one of our, that's one of the things that they're supposed to do because they're part of GASM. But we've got to keep that chain going. We've got to have uh, our students turn to the younger students and tell them the quality of education and show them the way.
1: That's a great point. So as people are thinking about how they can do their part, Dr. Benedict, what do you want them to know about the difference they can make in the lives of others as you've been able to do, as the foundation continues to do? What do you want them to know about, regardless of the dollar amount, the impact they can have on supporting the dream of a young person?
0: Well, if you believe in them, you're going to grow too, and you're going to watch them grow and change and change their community and reach out to each other and you we keep saying things have changed well they can we don't have to be isolated and we don't have to say nasty things about each other we can actually reach out to each other Hmm. and take care of each other yeah you know and that's what we're doing
1: I have to ask you this question as we wrap up here because I'm just curious because you seem to be a very optimistic person as I am as well. What keeps you optimistic? What helps you in spite of the challenges we see? What is it that helps you to remain optimistic?
0: If you had the opportunity to meet these kids, you would have the answer. They are great. And they want to grow. And they want to give back and they want an education. Too easy. Good stuff.
1: Yeah. Well say that that's it. And and again it goes to another point, Doctor Benedict, that is not always have to be some big thing. It really is about the big difference we can all make. And it all begins with those little things like a decision to do that. Again, everyone, Dr. Margaret G. Benedict has been our guest of the Matthew Gaffney Foundation, talking mm-hmm. with us not only about the work the foundation has been able to do, but also the impact and the lives that are being changed in the process. You all can go to gaffneyfoundation.com for more information. Also, you'll see the donate button there at the top right. So make sure to be able to share that as well uh, with your friends, too. As I mentioned, One of the things that's coming up in June that we can all remember is National Higher Education Day. So it's a great way to be able to mark that day by helping to make a difference in the life of a young person. Uh, Dr. Benedict, thank you so much for this time. Really appreciate the, the chat with you and looking forward to having you back again.
0: Well, pleasure was mine. Thank you.
1: More than welcome. And we thank your audience for tuning in to another great segment of Conversations Live. Until next time, I'm your host, Cyrus Webster. As always, enjoy your day, enjoy your life, enjoy your world. Thank you all for choosing Conversations Live, and let's go make today amazing. Take care.